Hello, Internet, and welcome to Movie Mastery, the only show on the Internet where I stole a balloon from work and I'm getting real high. <laughs> yeah, baby. Woo! God damn it, John. Like, people don't take us seriously enough already. This is... I don't, no, don't, don't get more balloon air. Come on, man. We gotta review a movie. No, dude... You're going to give yourself a headache. Nah, man, this is cool. I love this shit. This is what we're doing from now on. That's our new gimmick. Man, helium is so expensive. We could like set a Patreon goal of $500 per episode just so that John can breathe helium all the time. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Aw, oh, yeah, baby. This sounds great. Can I'm we... going to review Dragonfire, the only movie that sucks a lot. That's not the only movie that sucks the a lot. The only movie that sucks a lot that I review on helium. <laughs> Helium just sounds like some new podcast network we just joined. Yeah, welcome to Helium. We've got a whole bunch of shows about two married people that are both doctors, and they do a cute, stupid doctor show about Barnwood. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Helium Network, the only network where we're going to make you feel and love and think. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly right. Also, it's entirely run by munchkins. <laughs> Is that... Is that an accurate assessment of the situation here? Is that you're doing the kind of munchkin thing? Or are we just doing, no, I'm on helium and that's it? None. You're never going to get me to say welcome to the Lollipop Guild. Uh, actually, oh, God damn it. Yeah, I've got you on the system now. I can, I can make you say that in so many different ways. I can pitch it down and have you say it as a deep-voiced person. Oh, no. <laughs> That'll show you. In fact, I'm just going to pitch this whole thing down. I'll sound like Marvin Gaye and you'll sound like John. Oh, no, not making me sound like Marvin Gaye. That would be the worst. No, it can make me sound like Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Please, can we talk about the movie a little bit? We have yeah, a, sure. We watched the intro. We watched the trailer to uh, Dragon. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. We had a winner on this week's Movie Mastery, and that mo movie was Dragon Fire. Dragon Fire. Yeah, spelled F-Y-R-E. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with this until I run out of balloon. <laughs> that's just the way it is now. So annoying. I, I hate this, and I'm not even an audience member. I Okay, fine. So we watched the intro to Dragon Fury, and uh, John, what would you say it was all about? Uh, well, basically, this is a super indie, low-budget bullshit movie that looks like, I don't know, probably clip art for the dragon and uh, porn actors for the main leads. I feel like you're stretching the definition of indie. Like, I know, I'm, I'm sure this was made independently by poor people who were desperate to make a movie, but I, I feel like indie actually has some kind of street cred associated with it, where this, no. Now, I'm not talking indie where it's like, oh, yeah, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanted to make a movie, and so he funded it. No, I'm talking indie like, hey, I found some change in the couch, and I'm going to get my friend to be an orc. <laughs> yeah. So, this movie appears to be based just on the premise of this, because the, uh, the, tr the trailer gives away most of what's happening. There's a man who wants to live alone, and then an elf princess shows up. Oh, yeah. The uh, the Google thing for this, when we looked it up, was like, a retired soldier wants to live alone on a ranch, and then an elf princess shows up, and he has to defend her from orcs to save the world from dark magic. Yeah, and you forgot the important part of that, which is that a soldier wants to live alone on a southwestern, like, no, in the southern United States, or like the western portion of the united states when an elf princess shows up yeah don't you hate that when an elf princess shows up oh it's the worst it is the absolute worst the goddamned worst Ah, oh, it's gone it's gone now my power i'm, I'm so sorry about your lack of a hyd uh, helium balloon Man, a hydrogen balloon what would that that wouldn't even do anything would it? it would just bond helium works. <laughs> it would bond with my throat and kill it, well me. no it would just create water out of i don't know it, it wouldn't be as bad as breathing helium which is a noble gas which is yeah yeah What's the one that you breathe in that makes you all deep? Uh, it would be anything with a higher density than oxygen that's also a noble gas. It would probably also kill you. It'd be like argon or xenon or one of those. Right? Yeah, no, there was there was one that someone was able to do that I saw on some show where they were like, hey, look, and they breathed it in. They're like, yes, now I talk like this. That is, I'm sure it would work. It just has to do with the relative density of atmosphere, so you could probably do it with any of the noble gases that are heavier than air. Yeah. The, thing, the reason you don't see people doing that is, number one, Balloons that sit heavily on the ground aren't great at parties. And number two, those types of gases are hard to get. Uh, yeah, I mean, you already have me sitting heavily on the ground at parties, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the couch is all full. I'm going to sit heavily on the ground with these balloons. Foomp. Oh, someone already took all the good pizza. Oh. I guess I'll start picking veggies. Oh, man, it's got so many olives on it. <laughs> Damn it. Who ordered triple olives? Oh. I just sat on one of these balloons and popped it, and now I can't breathe. 
That's like Satan's sweaty ball sack on a pizza. Who wants olives? I've never wanted olives. The olives are not my jam. No. I've always found them to be unpleasant at best. Okay, so uh, so yeah, this is a, a movie about a, a soldier who has to fight orcs in, like, Colorado. No, it's clearly Southern California. Yeah, I mean, all the shots from the uh, the trailer just looked like, okay, well, this is definitely someone's, like, house that they found out in, like, I don't know. It, it looks like the whole thing was filmed in, like, the Central, not the Central it's Valley. It's like Calabasas. Yeah, like, it's like Brawley or something like that. Someplace, something out in uh, the East, it, East it's County. It's porn country is where it is. Oh, no. So porn country is the San Fernando Valley. It's, it's all, see, it just looks like more Los Angeles, except that there's a lot of people driving convertible Mustangs. That's 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 porn country. Porn country is all mansions. It's mansions that that people who can afford mansions then get more money for by renting out their mansions so they can film porn in them. Yeah. You don't actually do anything with your mansion. You just let porn people shoot in there. Yep. Gross. Use film, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? I've got at least one prediction from this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get predictions out of the way. Which is that. I'm willing to bet that they do show the dragon at least a few times, but every time it's the same shot. Well, like, we someone animated a shot of the dragon just being like, Bruh! and then they're just going to use that shot every time. There's, I think there's going to be at least two, because there's a very brief shot of the dragon being pulled by chains out of a tunnel in the trailer, and I don't think that that's going to be the only thing the dragon does. Oh, no, does. There's, there's definitely a fight scene. Like, it shows it breathing fire at him at one okay. point. So they show, they show it wingalinging around as well. So you're right. Once they get there to that tunnel shot, which I assume was like them spending the last of their budget, it's just going to wingling around a lot. Yeah. I'm even going to predict that the damn thing doesn't have a death scene because that's that would huh. it's something else you'd have to pay for to make it actually fall out of the sky. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, we've got a bunch of orcs in this. Uh, at least from the preview, they didn't look terrible. No. But I'm going to guess that you probably only ever see like four or five of them. I'm sure they'll find like... It'll be like uh like the original Planet of the Apes where they had enough money to do like five people's actual ape makeup and then in the background it's just people wearing like monkey masks. Right, or like the people in the background of the Star Wars Cantina before special edition. Yeah, where so it's like it'll... there's some guy back there in a Jedi outfit because they had a spare Jedi outfit and then he's also just wearing a store bought werewolf mask. Yeah, so it'll just be like, okay, uh you've got like the three guys who actually have makeup on and then in the background it's just some dudes in store-bought goblin masks. I'm going to go ahead and predict that not only that but you can kind of tell when when orcs die and they just recycle that actor into a new orc costume. <laughs> Cuz the only guy like 10 guys and they're like, "Well, all right, if you die, go get a different mask and a different breastplate." <laughs> Come on back. Uh uh, I'm gonna guess that this movie has the main character become a mage of some kind. Even though he's like a soldier, I think he's gonna develop the magic power and like shoot fireballs. Because he's and like shit. destined to do yeah. things. Yeah, I think so. I think the wizards are gonna play into this. All right. Uh, I guess I'm gonna say that the uh, the elf princess is probably gonna be our wizard in this one. Okay, that's a good prediction. Uh, but yeah, just to get the run through of what's in the trailer, uh, it's a, a very muscly soldier. And he, the the next thing you know, he's shooting orcs, and there's an elf princess who we see once, and boy, and not not a lot of actual information from this trailer. No, a lot of promise. I mean, the promise of like orcs are invading the American Southwest. Yeah, that's that's an amusing premise right off the bat. I mean, I'm on board with well, that. I mean, if we if we had just built a wall to keep these orcs out, then oh, uh, yeah, I mean. Someone opens up a portal to another dimension, and they send over their orcs and their bugbears, and some, I assume, are good demi-humans. <laughs> uh, that joke. Not, <laughs> not going to get old for a while. <laughs> We've, we get some mileage out of it. I mean, he's, uh, Trump is literally in Mexico today as of filming this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so uh, let's, let's go ahead and get started. What do you say? Yeah, let's go watch this movie. I lied. I had more. <laughs> God damn it. Ugh. Man. Uh, it was just How a did, little. You literally just held a balloon with a tiny amount of helium in it through an hour and a half of boring movie. 
Uh, oh, it's gone. At least, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> just like that much helium. Like just, a, just that much. A credit card sized amount of helium <laughs> and a rolled up balloon through an hour and a half of, of what I have to assume was as phone checky for you as it was for me. Yeah, I think the only thing that really got me through watching Dragon Fear was that uh, I knew that when we came back to record this, I was going to be able to do that. <laughs> Glad you had something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, that was that was it. I had to set a goal for myself or else I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, I had to think of my girlfriend a couple of times throughout the course of this. Not 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 sexually, mind you. I mean, like, literally, don't kill yourself. She would, she would care. <laughs> there are people who love you. You can make it through this. Can, Things get better. You can watch this entire movie. <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, the plot. Let's get to the. Let's get to to, to, to Dragon Fieri. Yeah. So the. I. I mean, it just sort of starts with the whole like, oh, there's always a a guy, and that guy, I won't call him a hero, but he's a sentinel, and he he watches out. He's the dude, and yeah, he's and taking his easy for all us sinners. And then we cut to the other world, and this this movie's got two dimensions. Uh, you can tell which one you're in from the moon, and uh, the other thing is that in the other dimension, the dimension that orcs and elves and stuff are from, it's always daytime with a heavy application of a digital nighttime filter. <laughs> yeah, I love when these cheap movies are like, well, we can't film at night because we don't have the money for lighting or any cameras that can film at night. Yeah, and everyone so- has to be at work. <laughs> so instead... We're just going to film during the day and then put a blue filter over it. Yeah, and this one uses that new digital darkness. Because, you know, you see the movies from the 50s and 60s where they do this and everything's just blue. Like, just bright blue. Oh, yeah. They just straight up took a blue piece of film, put it over the camera, and shot it. Yeah, but in this case, they used... It's like they just reached into your TV and turned the bright way down for those shots. And it is ugly. Oh, it's so bad. I would... I would prefer just blue. Yeah, I would prefer no blue and no darkness turned down and have them just say it's nighttime. Yeah, just, someone just walks out in the middle of day and goes, ah, the forest at night? I, exactly. You need like a like a Greek chorus. You could have him be the one orc who doesn't really participate in the fighting. <laughs> He's in the just beginning. like, we need to get this elf princess at night, well, which it is right now. Yeah, well, not even to the other orcs, to the audience directly. He just strolls on stage. straight up yeah. to the camera. Exit, just enters stage left, turns to the camera. We set our scene. A night time. Yes, a night time. Upon which a great evil will be perpetuated. <laughs> and now, let us rejoin the show. <laughs> I would prefer that to this digital darkness bullshit. Yeah. So the the princess has like two companions and they are running from some orcs mm-hmm. and uh, and then her two companions get shot and killed. Yeah, they get arrowed. Yeah, and then she just runs away through a cave, and it turns out that that's the the important cave. That's where they were going because that cave opens every time there's an eclipse of when when the two <laughs> moons align. When the two moons of these different universes align, which don't worry, this will happen like every half hour. <laughs> It's insane. It happens every couple of minutes, these moons align. <laughs> yeah, when it first happens, and she runs through, and she's like, oh, I made it through, and then like, there's a gunslinger on the other end, and he just starts shooting down waves of orcs with his, like, he's got a rifle, and then a couple of guns, and then a shotgun, and he's just murdering orcs left and right. Oh, yeah, and orcs run at him, and he shoots them, and a black cloud of digital smoke pops out where, near where the orc is, and then the guy acting the orc just kind of falls down. And that is that is how every orc dies all the time forever. Yep. And it's like someone went, oh, I, I have this cool digital thing I can do. It's like a blood splatter. And then they didn't realize that it was the smoke setting. Yeah. Because it just sort of hangs in the air <laughs> yeah. for a bit. It stays in the air for well after the orc dies. I guess it's supposed to be like that their blood turns into a black mist when you shoot them. I guess. Uh, that's the best I can figure. But, uh, yeah, so we do that and then... We get this, like, narration that's like, oh, whenever the moons align in these two realities, this dimension will be connected through this cave. And so you're sort of led to believe at the very beginning with the gunslinger and the princess and the orcs chasing after there that the time between, like, sentinels and when this gate opens and whatnot is super rare. Yeah, because like, the guy's uh, like, oh, I've gotten too old for this. It seems like it should be like thousands of years, right? Because the last time it should have been a dude with assault rifles and stuff. Well, I mean, at least the guy who was there, he's like, oh, I'm too old for this now. So you figure like, 
oh, he must have started as, like, a young man, and now he's an old man doing it. So, like, maybe every 40 years or something. Yeah, but instead, it's like the Main Street electrical parade of this universe, where, <laughs> where your kid's all freaked out that he's going to miss it, but you're like, relax, there's another one in eight minutes. <laughs> I wish I had some fucking helium left for this. Damn it. <laughs> I missed it. I saved it for you, and I ruined it. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what it is. Every couple of minutes, the the moons align, mostly because they had the digital graphic of moons aligning. Yeah, they had that, and they had the super special trick of a cave just sort of sliding into view. Yeah, it makes that that stone moving on stone noise you hear in movies, and it slides open every time, and and then orcs can go through it, and it goes. And then there's there's guy there, and then the big so, bad guy of the movie. Yeah. So the. Like, the gunslinger kills all of them, and then we get a floating mummy chick. With big monster claw gloves on. And she's like, oh, I don't like you, gunslinger, and kind of, like, waves her hands around, and then the guy has a heart attack. Well, she gives it, you can see blue energy on him when it happens, so she she magically gives this dude a heart attack, which is like, why haven't you been doing that? Why are you scared of the... And also, why did you bother with all these fucking orcs? If you can give dudes heart attacks, just head over there yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, later on in the movie, she straight up, like, some orc gives her bad news, and she does that stupid villain kill the messenger thing, but, like, just sucks the soul out of him, basically. Yeah. And he just, you know, dies, because he's an orc. But I'm like... Man, you keep sending waves of orcs after these heroes. Why don't you just float your silly mummy ass through that cave and be like, and you're dead, and you're dead. Right. I, I really want to set how dumb this character looks. The elf princess looks sort of like a porn actor in a brown leather bustier with a mini skirt on. Yes. Um, she has some swords. She does not have elf ears. There, She shows them like once during the movie for like a second. Oh, yeah. Normally so, her hair is just completely covering her ears. Yeah. And then like one scene, you can see an ear so that the hero can be like, what? Yeah. Ears what? Yeah. So, But the bad guy in this movie is another porn actor looking woman with a thin veil over her face, which... She has no makeup on under there, so it's just sexy lady under there, white wrappings all around her, and fake white monster claws, and she's kind of floating. And that's and also, she looks like she got teepeed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, when we say that she is floating, you basically never actually see her move around with floating. Like, it'll do a shot of her feet hanging above the ground, but you'll just see from, like, the knees down, and it'll move forward, and then it'll do a shot of her... And it'll be from, like, the waist up. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, good. Yeah. So we know that she's floating. And a couple times throughout the movie, she announces what she is and what her situation is. But she has so many filters applied to her voice to make her sound evil. Man, that- I want to do that. Just announce what I am and what my situation is. <laughs> be like, I am a fat, sweaty dude. I need to get a burger. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the guy behind the counter at McDonald's is like, yeah, I know. Well, then he tries to offer you, he's like, sir, I'm sorry, all we have left is nuggets, and so you just kill him. And I'm just like, <laughs> So You have failed me for the last time, burger vendor. <laughs> but she's like, I am the night sister of Calvillalos. <laughs> oh, Calvin Ball. There are three of I think there's three of them or well, something. There, there were like... 13, I think, yep. but the rest of them are dead. The other ones got murdered on the way here, is what she says. <laughs> yeah, which I love. The Because before she even announces that, the elf princess at some point tells our main hero, which she'll eventually meet, that like, oh yeah, th- these terrible night witches, and they they murdered everyone, and they've killed all of my people, and they're the greatest scourge that the land has ever seen, but they just like died along the way like this was a shitty Oregon Trail playthrough. <laughs> like, they just started flying across the countryside on their little tippy toes, and all of a sudden one of them was like, a snake bite! No! <laughs> I have leukemia! <laughs> oh, dysentery! <laughs> I should have cocked the wagon! No! <laughs> <sighs> I was trying to hunt, and a bear got me! <laughs> yeah, it's just the dumbest thing. So I'm like, okay, you're 13 all-powerful mummy witches decided to like walk across the land and just croaked randomly good yep all except for one what a great way to write out how there's only two or three women in the movie oh yeah and i love that the uh the orcs are in this and they're like oh yeah there's so many orcs 
And even at their most plentiful, you're like, oh, it's this amassed army. And there's like 15 guys. Uh, the biggest is one shot. I think they used some digital duplication to make the army appear as it was three times its normal size. Yeah, so it was like 45 guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, given that the, the hero is alone, that's a lot of orcs. But still, they just they look sad, and they keep getting sent through like five at a time, which, you know, makes sense, because the portal's only open for a couple of minutes every 15 minutes. You really don't you really don't want to have to assemble a whole army. Oh, man, that would be so, so silly, though. You're like, all right, man, well, we're going to send five guys through. It's your job to get everything done, because we got to wait another 20 minutes for the next window. I know. So, okay, we now get to meet our hero, who, well, first of all, just one last time, the other world is clearly Southern California. So we cut to this dude who lives in an apartment complex in what is clearly Southern California, and he uh, he is sleeping because he's and he's having some war flashbacks, which is why he's such a loner because yeah. his his buddies all got killed in 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 Iraqistan or something. Uh, we don't we don't know what. Yeah, and then uh, he gets a visit from the real estate agent who's like, "Hey, you know that place you've been looking for? Well, get a load of this. Gee. Your real estate agent, Marvin Barry." I wish we had that guy's <laughs> level of acting. This woman is the worst actor I've seen in a movie so far. Uh, she is the real estate agent, and she's just like, hey, you wanted a place that was a fixer-upper in the country that you could be alone at? Well, I found it. And he's like, great, I'll take it. And he just shuts the door in her face, because he is a dick from start to finish. Oh, his- yeah, he is 100% asshole all the way around. Yeah, so... The the after that we he closes the door on her and goes back to sleep. The next shot is her driving him to the place that he has purchased. Yeah, so apparently he doesn't have a car. No, no car. Uh, he uh, and all of his possessions are in a backpack. So he really is kind of at the bottom rung of of the uh, the post traumatic stress disorder ladder. He is not doing good. Well, uh, it's very good that at least uh, the previous owner of this ranch house said that he would bequeath all of the possessions in that house. To the person who would buy it next. Right, and no one wanted it for some reason. Yeah, apparently a like ranch house that is in fairly decent shape, fully furnished with a ton of stuff in it. I mean, granted, uh, it's in like El Centro or something. I'm pretty sure you could go out there and just take any random house without paying for it. <laughs> uh, even if there are people in it, they'll be like, oh, that's fair. They don't care. They're like those people you encounter in like the future part of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> just huddled under a blanket, just going like, I'm so hungry. The Chronotron keeps me alive, but it doesn't feel full. Oh, my HP and MP are restored, but I'm still hungry. I have found a single seed. <laughs> that's that's what the that's what it's like for people out there. You don't need to pay for one of those domes. You just get on in there, and then later you get to race a cool robot. Yeah, that, that's what this movie is about. <laughs> I wish it was about cool robot races. <laughs> Wait, cool robot races is a great idea for a movie. Come on, man. Get uh, them cool robot races. So anyway, the the real estate agent is driving this dude to the freaking the house, and they get almost run off the road by some... Rednecks. Some random rednecks. Which, by the way, she's clearly driving him through some more Southern California. So this whole thing, this whole movie, including Another Dimension, takes place over what appears to be about five square miles. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so there's random rednecks that try to run him off the... Or just, they're really they're just sort of yelling at them. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we've got a gun." And they're we're like, "Hey, baby, woo!" Yeah, and so she runs them off the road. The the, the real estate agent runs them off the road and then they keep driving. Uh they get to the house and yeah, the house is fully furnished. It has like like cars and ATVs and uh, like beds and everything in it. Completely full of stuff. And and she's like, "Okay, uh what do you think of the place?" And he just goes, "Yeah, whatever." And he just goes inside, closes the door on yeah, her again. Yeah, just takes the keys and is like, "Well, that's fine." And closes the door. I'm like, "Man, you are an ass." Right? So then we get our he walks through the house, finds a bunch of random nonsense, goes outside, puts a rocking chair together because it was the only broken thing in the house. Sits down, and I guess he was just about to commence to some rocking. Uh when he sees an elf maiden wandering through the nearby chaparral scrubland of Southern California. Uh, and so this won't do because apparently having anyone walk within like 500 yards of his new house is uh, completely forbidden because he's like, hey, get off my property. And that's going to be his line yep. for like the next half of the movie is just 
Get off my property. No, I'm pretty sure this movie is a prequel to that Ewok movie we watched where this this is just young Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> Oh, yeah, some... the other dimension is actually uh, the, the forest, the forest move Vendor, <laughs> and that's why there are orcs there as well. <laughs> He's going to go live there with the few remaining orcs until he can find himself a nice rabbit to fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, the mummy witch, obviously just a Sith. Yeah, she's just another one of them Sith witches, like the one that's in that movie. Yeah, the one that can use a ring to turn so, into a bird. That's why the only thing, yeah, that's, the, that, that's who the soldier is in this movie, it's Noah. There you go. It's we old, figured it out. We figured it out. This is the prequel to Mummy, or not Mummy, to uh, to whatever that one yeah, is. Yeah, this the is the prequel Ewok to Mummy's movie. Alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the prequel to Mummy's Alive. Man, the... Mummy's Alive. God damn. That's, uh, all I remember about <laughs> Mummy's Alive is that there was a really big one who, who was missing an arm unless he was in his golden mummy armor. Ah, uh, yes. That is it. Uh, I think there There's was- There's a lady mummy. There was a cool leader mummy. And then there was a Raphael mummy who was like angry. Were there, I think, were there even four? There's probably yeah there was a strong one and a leader one and a lady one and probably a nerd one well no i think it was a, a, a like a chip on his shoulder one because there's always that there's always the, the grumpy one so that you can do stories about learning to be friends and share uh ah. think if you think about it, that's that's you got your Raphael. there's always one i think it was the the black ranger um uh, yeah, always. Uh, no, man. Black Ranger was great. Everyone loved him. Was it Green Ranger? Who was the asshole ranger? Uh, Green Ranger was mostly the asshole ranger. I mean, he did start as a villain. That's true. Good point there. And, and wasn't there like one grumpy street shark? Uh, Well, I mean, they're all kind of grumpy. They're street sharks. <laughs> You've got me there. I can't remember the name of the one that was the dinosaurs. Uh, there was dinosaurs. Denver? One. No, it wasn't Denver. There was there was one that was a team of four badass dinosaurs, and they like to eat breakfast cereal. That was their pizza. What? Someone's gonna someone's gonna email us and tell us what it is. Man, I can't wait until someone comments and is like, "Oh yeah, obviously it's this thing." Yeah, no, someone will do that. I know they will. They'll and thank I cannot us, wait. They'll thank us for reminding them of it too. <laughs> that, that's what'll happen. They'll be like, "Oh my god, I completely forgot about." Badass cereal chomping dinos. Oh yeah, them Dinobots. Yeah, it was the Dinobots. I forgot how much those guys loved cereal. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Me Grimlock love cereal. <laughs> Me slag like corn pops. <laughs> <laughs> Me swoop no like cereal. Wait, no, me do, me do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, swoop, get your shit together. Okay, so so our hero. Finds an elf girl, and his entire thing is just like, hey, you, get off of my cloud. Yeah, hey, you, get off get off my property. And then she's like, but I need to find the sentinel. Oh, oh, no, orcses. And then he's like, I don't care about any of your bullshit. I am an asshole. Please leave my property. Right. And then later, uh, well, okay, so he just leaves her there um, and goes home. And later on, she shows up banging on his door. Because she is now being actually chased by orcs. Yes, and so he eventually lets her in, and then goes outside and starts shooting orcs. But even before that, he walks outside and he's like, Hey, you clearly orc guys, get off my property. And I'm like, seriously, as a dude, you just found an elf and a gang of orcs, and your response is, Hey man, get off my property. Yeah, this is, I mean... Uh, the whole thing with him where he's like, I don't like talking to people, is like, I feel like he'd probably be okay with talking to local police, you know? Like, he'd probably be like, hey, I'm, I think I'll just call the cops about this whole situation. I think I'll I'll just let them handle it. That's less people I got to talk to. That or, you know, you go outside and you're like, oh, actual literal monsters. Okay. Like, I'll actually deal with this instead of his just deadpan, hey... Hey, you monsters, you need to not be on my property, okay? Like, he would be totally fine with it if he was like, Look, orcs, I get it. You want to visit here, that's fine. Just, this is private property. If you can just go somewhere else, I'm okay with that. Look, it's a big, empty valley full of nothing. Could you just go to any one of the other run-down abandoned buildings or empty Sonic burgers <laughs> or moldering drive th- drive-in movies? Come on, just- I'm sure there is a swap meet somewhere around here that would take you in. <laughs> Look, uh, just go to where the, the nearest meth trailer is only a dot on the horizon. There'll probably be like three of them, and you can start doing your shit there. <laughs> yeah, but no. So he has zero give-a-shits about there being orcs until they're like, Ma, we'll kill you! And like one of them shoots an arrow at him, and he's like, well, guess it's time to murder everybody. Yeah, so he starts murdering orcs, and... Eventually, he gets down to the point where there's only two orcs left, and he's like, now you two, 
get off my property. Yeah. Like, okay, you already know that these are A, monsters, and B, want to murder you slash the girl that is in your house. And C, have threatened more than once to go get more orcs. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna, we'll come back and we'll kill you. And he's like, just as long as you get off my property, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm like, really? Really? I mean, you're clearly mercenary enough to kill people fast, even if there's some kind of weird monsters. Presumably, you'd be smart enough to kill the last two before they go tell everyone where you are. Yeah. At that point, you're like, oh, well, I should just get rid of these two, and then we're done. Yeah. I mean, what if they run off and tell the cops, hey, we were just trying to get this girl out of that or guy's like, house, and he- Hey, man, we were cosplaying, and some dude killed three of my friends. Killed three of my friends, kidnapped the lady that was with us. He's fucking crazy, man. Like, why Why risk that? Why not just murder your way the rest of the way no, out of this murder, murder hole? Murder your dug? way across America. <laughs> well, he's already dug himself a big murder hole. It's too late to murder up. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so they go run off, and they're all scared because, oh, my God, he is a powerful wizard oh, because right. he has guns. God damn it. I forgot that whole thing. I only saw this movie like an hour ago. This movie features <laughs> who uh, is a wizard because, according to all the orcs and, and uh, mummies and so on, he is an, a wizard because he has guns. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, they can... He can point at someone, and then they a loud noise happens, and they die. He is a oh, terrible wizard. Right. Okay. Okay, but you guys have bows and arrows, right? I mean, you you get the basic concept of a projectile weapon, don't? <laughs> I mean, you have catapults and bows and arrows. You got all kinds of stuff. It really seems like you should put this together very quickly. Nah, man, it's like a wand. He just points the wand at you and you die. If they know what wands are, then how come they don't have any wands? Well, because they aren't wizards. Yeah, but there is a wizard, and she doesn't have any wands. She just causes hand wavy induced heart attacks. Well, she's not a wizard. She's a mummy witch. <laughs> Fine. Well, then no one is a wizard. <laughs> if there's no one is a wizard, then there's no wands, so they don't have that context. Well, there might have been wizards. We don't know. We haven't spent much time in the other world. It's <laughs> it's the other world, Jeff. <laughs> Wait, the other world, Jeff? Is he a wizard? Yeah, obviously. Oh, God damn it. I'm in the wrong world. Yeah, you are. I'm going to be a wizard. Summon, <laughs> stupid. summon cheese fries. <laughs> stupid world. Stupid regular no magic world. No one even knows what my Harry Potter house is unless I tell them. <laughs> hate this, hate this world. The stupid world. It's puckwudgy. <laughs> puckwudgy. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me on that one. You know that's a real Harry Potter house, right? <laughs> that's one of the new North American ones. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're like jeweled serpents, uh, uh, some kind of cat, some kind of bird, and thunderbird. Uh, the panther is like Wompok or something like that, and then Puckwudgie, which is I assume is the new Hufflepuff because it's like uh, it's described as, described as a little fat guy with big ears. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellente! <laughs> so uh, yeah, so he kills a bunch of orcs, and then the uh, the elf princess is like, "Hey, let me fill you in on the story," and just lets him know what's going on. And his general reaction is, "Oh, well, goddamn it." Yeah, and he's like, "You need to, you need to leave, though." Yeah, that's that's all very interesting. <laughs> that's how about, great. But how about go. you get off my property in the morning? Then? Yeah, he's like, "Look, I'm not a sentinel. I'm not anything. You just need to go." And so she eventually finds those rednecks. Uh, that's right. She does leave, and she finds the same rednecks again. The rednecks are out in the woods camping, and I guess there's a boss redneck and two underling rednecks mm -hmm. because they're told to go get some wood. And they go out into the woods, and they're like, oh, stupid guy, I could be cool. And then they run into that elf chick. And, and the first guy who meets her is, like, ridiculously friendly. Like, he immediately drops all the pretense of being a, a mean redneck, and it's just like, hey. Oh, yeah, all three of them, until this point, they're like, ah, we're jerks, and we're the, those stereotypical, like, terrible, sexist, racist rednecks. And then meets an elf, and he's like... Oh hey, do you need any help? Hey, can I help you out with anything? I mean, I mean, I mean, not. I'm not hitting on you or nothing. I, I, I just want to help if I can. You seem like you're in trouble or lost or something. There, are you all right? And then his is one of the the other underling redneck shows up. He's like, hey, a girl. It's rape o'clock. And then she runs away because oh no, orcs and orcs just murder the other mean underling. Yeah. Yeah, they murder the mean underling and then chase the other one back to uh, to the camp, the camp, and then they murder his brother in front of him. Yeah, where he's like getting in a wrestling match with his brother because he didn't bring back wood. Yeah, that's it's like he gets back there, he's like, "Where's the wood? There was a monsters, there were monsters and a lady." He's like, "Oh, you shut up, you shut up." And then they start wrestling on the ground. They kill the the boss redneck by stabbing him through the ass. Yeah, 
certainly does happen. Yeah, yeah. And then the the more orcs show up and they start torturing those guys to figure out what they know. Yeah, and then he gets saved by uh, Princess. By the elf. Uh, so that's the, that's the story of our extra extra character in the movie, a guy named like Scooter, Scooter. or Cruder or Cooter or something like that. Scooter. It's yeah, Scooter. Yeah, it's Scooter. He kind of looks like uh, like Wash from Firefly. <laughs> he, he isn't. Don't get excited. There's no one in this movie with a name. I mean, they probably all have names, but their names are probably things like Max Steel and Rocco Carboni and stuff like that. That for, <laughs> Rocco Carboni. Yeah, those are those stage names for when they're working in the other the other industry that they are clearly all in. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's anyway. We're gonna meet Scooter again later. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, orcs. Meanwhile, shirtless on the roof. Shirtless on the <laughs> roof. Oh yeah, dude. We cut back to to uh, future Noah, the the soldier whose name I do not remember. No, I can't remember his name either because it never matters. It never comes up. Uh, so the soldier guy is on his own roof. He sees orcs. He gets in a fight with them, and somehow they knock him unconscious. At which point he wakes up in. Uh, a Native American guy's house. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this movie has a blind Native American spirit guide, and he's his name is White Feather. Yeah, White Feather. And That's good times. Boy, howdy, does White Feather need to teach our white hero how to be a real man. By the way, White Feather, when you finally see him fight in this movie, fights with a katana? Yep, he is straight up just Zatoichi. Yeah, we have a Zatoichi Native American. How he got a katana? I mean, he lives in like a a kohup. He lives in like a kumeyaay style Indian house. Yep. Um, and, and yet he he appears to have at some point trained in the mystical arts of the katana. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, obviously that actor had a katana. <laughs> is is, is what happened? They were like, "Well, can we have him? Can we give him one of them axes or whatever it is that?" Native Americans used. He was like, "I have this katana," and they were like, "Well, that'll uh, save us twelve dollars." Well, sure, that's perfect. I'm glad you have one. He's like, "Yeah, I have to call it by its lady name, though. Its name is Jennifer." <laughs> I don't know if you know about Nippon Steel. Yeah, my glorious Hanzo Steel. <laughs> oh my God! So he he basically just spouts some more rigmarole about how the soldier is the sentinel. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, there's." One is always chosen, and it maybe it's destiny, or maybe it's coincidence, but, you know, whenever there needs to be someone to look over this cave, someone will be there, and it, it looks like it's you this time. Looks and like it, <laughs> you only have to do it for a while, dude. This cave opens up so often. And, uh, <laughs> oh my god. So again, fucking our hero's response to that is, Nuh-uh, also get off my property. And he's like, this is my property. <laughs> yep. Or I will fine. Fine, then I'll get off your property. Then, then you I'm don't get on my property. I'm going to take you to my property and tell you to get off it. Yeah, so good times for that. Uh, so he just leaves White Feather at this point. He's just like, thanks, dumbass, and just leaves. Thanks, guy, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, I can't, It's at a certain point, more orcs attack his house and manage to get inside his house, and he kills all of them but one. Which he ends up, like, taking prisoner. Yeah, he takes one of the orcs prisoner, ties him up with a bunch of wire, and starts tasing him over and over again while, while you know, asking him... Doesn't he really seem to be asking him much? The most pointless questions. Yeah. He's like, why are you here? Ah, uh, because we're going to invade. Okay, but, like, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a, a lady, and she's a mommy witch. Okay. Well, why do you need that woman so bad? We're going to cut her feet half off so that all of her blood will drain out and then we'll use that to summon an evil thing or something it's just off oh, we kill her we can make the the cave that's always open anyway always open okay and then what uh, i don't know i guess we'll invade okay. okay but you guys are harmless right i mean i mean I'm- we've watched through this movie like this one guy with a couple of guns has murdered waves of orcs just by himself yeah and you go you know even if I were to believe that there is, like, a vast orc army on the other side of this cave, the second they come through into U.S. soil, they are fucked. I know. Someone's just, first of all, no one's even going to bother with fighting them. They're just going to close the cave. They're just going to go over there and be like, hey, that cave's on the side of a mountain. You know what America's been good at for 200 years? Blowing up mountains. <laughs> we, I think we've got this figured out, guys. Yeah. So, one, close that off. And then the invading horde... Let's even just say you've got 20,000 orcs come through. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of dead orcs after, like, a group of dudes in, like, 
some Humvees show up and mow your ass down. And they're in the middle of nowhere with no vehicles whatsoever. They'll just be slowly marching their way through the shit part of Southern California. They'll be like, ah, we have finally conquered a Sonic Burger. Pretty soon we're going to come up on one of them mini Indian casinos we have conquered. <laughs> ah, the Walgreens is mine! <laughs> Great. And then, <laughs> and then just like any army guy would show up and be like, hey, hey, you're dead now. You're all fucked. <laughs> and they also seem to have some sort of mental block that makes it so they can't figure out what guns is. Even though it's not like they're stupid. They have catapults and stuff. They're no. just further back on the technological scale. Eventually, one of them at the very end figures it out. The one who's been sort of the main He's orc. the one who got tortured. Yeah, the torture orc. And he finds, like, one of the pistols and has the only line that made me laugh where he's just like, I'm the wizard now. And I'm like... <laughs> that's good. Yeah, he gets himself one little pistol, and he's the wizard now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he gets tortured for a while. Eventually, the uh, the soldier leaves him down there and goes off to fight more orcs. Uh, eventually, a super team is assembled of all the characters we've mentioned so far. So Scooter shows up, and he wants to help fight orcs, and Whitefeather wants to help fight orcs, and the princess is there, and there's a bunch of orcs showing up, and they're all like, we're going to kill you. And, and they, they start setting up defenses for when the orcs come to kill them. Uh, the orcs go to retrieve their army of about 40 orcs and a single catapult. And a Dagron. Which will show up halfway through this battle sequence. Well, yeah, and as I had predicted, they show the dragon like three or four times, but every time they do, it's the same shot of the dragon just going, Rah! Yeah, just zipping across the sky. Uh, the dude has... This is my favorite thing in this movie, is they try to set up hints about an impending, like, cool army thing that's going to happen. By having Scooter find some keys that say, like, like Big Juggernaut Janie or something like that. Or Big Juggernaut Jenny on them. Yeah. Now, the keys have a big metal plate that says Big Juggernaut Jenny on them. Although the keys are misspelled, so it says Big Juggernaut Jenny. Aw, Juggernaut. So it's the Juggernaut Jenny. And then when you finally see it, and it, it's not interesting. It's an old half track. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, it's going to set up my least favorite part of this. Uh, <laughs> they find the, the half track, which has spray painted on the side of it, Big Juggernaut Jenny, where now it's spelled right good uh so they set up this defense network where they've got like holes dug in the ground of the guy's property so they can pop out a machine gun orcs in the dumbest ambush in the world <laughs> remember that where all the orcs uh, yeah. are lined up in a big line and they're all like no one seems to be there and like the dude goes oh well it throws throws the roof off his little spider hole gets up clambers slowly out of it he's in full view of 40 orcs sits down again pulls out a machine gun checks the machine gun and starts shooting at orcs yeah no, like, instead of just poking his gun out of his little spider hole and start shooting them where they can't really see him, he just straight opens it up and walks out. Right, it's like the orcs don't know what bullets is. They have yet to figure that out. It's the one thing we know about orcs. Yeah. Might as well hide down there and just shoot him in the feet and watch him run away because of the loud noise. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a scene where our soldier buddy shirtlessly sniped them from his roof, mm -hmm. which also has one of my favorite what-the-fuck-are-you-doing scenes where he picks it up off of the tripod that it's on, because it's like one of those huge sniper rifles. Yeah, it's a giant sniper rifle on and a he, giant bipod. He picks it up and just puts it next to his eye that he looks through the scope and then shoots it. I'm like, dude, if you did that, your face would be cracked. Why are you switching from p positions? Did your knee start hurting from kneeling? Stay where you are. You had the gun right. And Ugh. it's not like you needed to get closer to the orcs. They're, none of them have moved, and you have a sniper rifle. Yeah. Also, that's the scene where the elf finally figures out that magic's not real. Because <laughs> he's just like, this isn't magic, is it? This is some kind of thing. This is this is just a weapon, isn't it? And he's like, yep. Yep, duh. All right, so anyway, we finally get, to, during the big fight with the orcs, we finally get to see Big Juggernaut Jenny, which is an old half-track that is being driven by the blind Native American character. While Scooter is up on the machine gun on top, just telling him where to drive. Yep. <laughs> also, it goes the speed of, like, like a power wheel. It's going about three and a half miles an hour. It's going at a brisk walking pace. <laughs> well, yeah, because we also see, like, orcs will run up to it and try to clamber onto it. And, of course, they can because it's going, like, three miles an hour. Yeah. So they they shoot a bunch of, of, of just generic orcs. A bunch of orcs get mowed down with black sprays of mist. Eventually, uh, soldier guy who is, for some reason, wearing half of a suit of plate armor now. Well, yeah, because in the uh, like the cabinet where they find all of the shit and like, 
a bunch of old weapons and whatnot. They find a sword, and they also find, like, that gladiator style, I cover a shoulder and one arm armor. Yeah, and so he puts that on, and he also grabs himself a... He doesn't get the sword at this point. He just runs around with guns still. He doesn't get the sword till the end. Yeah. Uh, so he runs around with a bunch of guns and shoulder armor, uh, and shoots a bunch of orcs, and then eventually clambers on board big juggernaut Jenny and grabs a rocket launcher, and it is... <laughs> Oh, oh did my you God. forget? No, it's just, I love that scene so much because it made me so angry. So he grabs a rocket launcher, which has apparently the infinite rocket code turned on. Oh, yeah. When he first picked it up, and he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot this rocket. And he shoots it at the, uh, the, uh, the, catapult. the catapult that they have. And I'm like, okay, I guess. You blew up some orcs and you blew up a catapult. And then he starts shooting rockets at singular orcs which is fine because when they hit the orcs just sort of go poop and, and get knocked down and a tiny little fire graphic springs up i'm like seriously you're going to waste entire rockets well, on yeah, a dude because those aren't good rockets they're like estes comanches they've got like a d engine in them like, oh man <laughs> these are like sdc <laughs> they just go poop and just kill one orc at a time it, it he literally is using it like a sniper rifle. He'll shoot a, a rocket at a crowd, crowd of orcs and kill one orc in the crowd. <laughs> the rest uh, of them made their five-up cover save or something. Oh, yeah. Well, the rest of them have evasion, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them are mega-armored knobs. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so he's running around shooting rockets. Uh, while this, or right before this scene happens, by the way, the real estate agent comes back to visit. For no good goddamn reason. She's just like... Hey, I'm here. I'm a real estate agent. Hey, I wanted to visit and see how you like your house. I know you've never been nice to me, and I'm not sure why I would be willing to drive out into the middle of nowhere, but I, I assume it's because he hasn't paid her. I guess. I don't know. That's the best I can figure. But anyway, she gets her uh, her car gets hit by the orc's catapult. And blows the fuck up. And it's the biggest explosion in the movie is a rock hits a car and blows the shit out of it. Yay. So she gets pulled inside the house, and then she gets real... She has a line which is like, uh, like, fuck these orcs, they blew up my car, and she starts using a sniper rifle on them. Yeah, so she's just sniping the orcs from the roof while the three dudes are going around in the slowest car in the world, just randomly. This is, this is our big climactic battle. Oh my god. It's just Keystone Cops versus orcs. Yeah, and the orcs are just standing there, <laughs> and eventually the orcs are like, well, fuck this, let's get a dragon. So dragon comes out. And it's bulletproof, first of all. Yeah, of course, because all dragons are bulletproof. I was really hoping it wouldn't be. I was really hoping the dragon would come flying out and the scooter would just be like, the fuck is that? Just shoot it and it'd just fall out of the sky. Just, ah! Right? <laughs> that would have been way better. Uh, yeah, but no, of course, it's immune to bullets, not entirely to rockets. No, rockets can knock it down, but can't damage it. They, yeah. can, they can make it fall down. And then... Uh, yeah, so he has to kill it the old-fashioned way. Which is, uh, it ends up being that he gets in a sword fight with it, but it wins. And then uh, the orcs manage to, well, the orc with a gun, who's wandering around inside of this guy's house with a gun, shows up and shoots the real estate agent. She responds by saying, I believe it is, you just shot the wrong bitch. At which point she pulls out a very large rifle and shoots him, which does nothing. <laughs> nothing. He gets hit in the shoulder and he just goes, Ugh. And just, just keep shooting at her. Then he captures the girl and walks out with a gun and kills the other orc leader to take command by using the gun on him. Oh, yeah. He just walks out to the other orc and he's like, ah, your invasion has failed, but I have the girl. Also, fuck you, Gorja, and just shoots him in the head. And he's like, ah, I'm the commissar. Yeah. And then the two of the, the him and the, the few surviving orcs and the girl are marched off into to go through that fucking portal, which, you know, they've only been here for about a half hour, which means it's already opened twice, and it's sure to open again any time now. Yeah. So they march through with him. The uh, The man re regains consciousness. The soldier regains consciousness. Oh, by the way, White Feather... Did White Feather die? I don't remember. No, I, no White Feather goes and kills a bunch of orcs. That's right. By I'm being sorry. a Zatoichi Scoot motherfucker. Scooter dies. Yeah, Scooter. Scooter gets burned by the by the. He's the one person he, in the movie killed by Dragon Fjar. Yeah, he pushes White Feather out of the truck, and then he gets roasted by the Dragon Fjar. Yeah, so that's 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 the end of poor Scooter. Well, the man wakes up and uh, realizes that he needs to go rescue the girl, and and that she's probably being taken to that cave. This is the soldier. So he, he gets an ATV and starts driving. He has the sword with him because it's the one weapon he can find still. Then the dragon chases him. 
And in this scene, because the dragon has to be near an ATV instead of just in the sky, the dragon appears, it's just flying along behind him. It looks like it's about five feet across. Yeah. It looks like he's being chased by a radio-controlled airplane. <laughs> Which, you know, probably. Uh, so he's just running around. A dragon is shooting fire bolts at him. Eventually, he starts fighting it with a sword in the cave, and the way he kills it is by fighting it until the cave closes its super magic door on the dragon. Yep. Which, of course, it does because this door opens and closes all the goddamn time. This, this prompted John to make a new prediction, which I loved, which was uh, <laughs> the, they're going to be back in this cave the next time it opens, and there will not be a half cut or cut in half dragon in there. Yeah, I, I was like, God, I know that they're not going to do that, and it makes me so angry. Because <laughs> I, I watch it, and it's like, oh, and it cuts like this dragon in half. And I go, man, the continuity in this is terrible because I know... There's not going to be the back half of a dragon sitting there. No, not in not in regular Earth. We'll not have the in the front half of the dragon will also be gone. Yeah, helpful janitorial orcs will take care of that the next oh, time definitely. it opens. So uh, there's, there's probably like three orcs that work in the cave. Like there's two of them that have to do cleaning of barf and so on. There's one that takes your picture as you walk through it and tries to sell it to you. <laughs> hey, picture of you traveling through the rarest portal opening in history. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you blinked. Ah, just wait like seven minutes again. <laughs> Don't worry, we do this all day. <laughs> the uh, So yeah, Whitefeather gets his moment of being a rad swordsman. Yeah, he kills he a bunch of first. orcs, but of course dies because there are a ton of orcs and there's only one of him. Right, yeah, he, get, he gets out there first and tries to fight the, the, the witch and the orc lady. Or the, the witch lady and the orcs and the orcs just gang up on him and he cuts a bunch of them down. Yep, because they come at him, like, one at a time. And then eventually they're like, wait a minute, can't we attack more than once? We just discovered group tactics. Holy crap, we're way better than ninjas. We should invent the gun. <laughs> the gun is good. The big king orc basically attempts a coup. He's oh, yeah, like, he's like, I have a gun. I don't need to follow no witch. Get and, fucked. And so she, like, hurls him off a, a cliff, kind of. Like, basically, you, you, you're led to believe she hurls him off a cliff. She hurls him down a light, expansive scrubland. Yeah, he, he rolls down a small incline. The worst thing that's going to happen to him as a result of what she does is that he probably gets poison oak. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to get some of them little prickly pears in him. <laughs> yeah, he's got some shoya cactus. <laughs> maybe some poison oak. Maybe yeah. he landed in some local coyote scat. It's you gonna, know, he's got some burrs in him. It's a, it's a bad day for him, but he'll probably be okay. He fell down Chaparral. There's nothing there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so then we get our main hero man who comes out and he's like, oh, I'll fight you witch lady. And so she's he pulls like, out the magic sword that we've been waiting all movie to see. And it does <laughs> fuck all. It stabs her and then she just sort of tries to go around it and kill him. She's like, ow, anyway, I don't care, and starts, like, blasting him with magic energy, and he's yeah. dying. And then our orc friend shows up, like, crawls his way up from this little incline, shoots the witch, like, in the head. Well, no, no, he doesn't shoot her. He gives the gun to the elf, and the elf puts two in the back of his head. Yeah, and he's like, oh, good, you're now dead. What it takes to kill a witch is just execution-style murdering, apparently. Two in the head, you know that witch is dead. Yeah. And uh, that's basically the end of this movie. Uh, we get a shot of... Well, we get the closing where, like, the elf and uh, our hero are sitting on the other world, and she's like, why don't you stay here with me in this world? And he's like, well, because I I have to go back to my world and tell people to get off of my property. Also, frankly, that was the longest sentence that either of us has ever said to each other just now. It's not like we started some sort of relationship during this movie. No. So, I mean, there's no, there are no relationships in this movie. No, no one cares about anyone in this movie. Yeah, the, the elf woman is not, there's, there's no love story. Until the very end when she's like, stay with me and I will thrice bone thee. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, get off your own property. And uh, then I guess he just trundles on back to the door, which just opens for him when he yeah, gets there. Just walks up to it, looks up at the moon. It does its little flashy thing, and then he walks through. I assume there's a garage door opener that we just don't see. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone just, you walk up to it, and you're like, boop, boop. <laughs> or it's, it's just got one of those things like in a grocery store. Oh, it's, yeah. You walk up to it, and it's like, ding. Photoelectric eye. Up. It just opens. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh, and then right before he leaves, he yells at, the, the, at an orc that's standing on a nearby hill, and he's like, hey, orc, you know what I can do. I'll fuck your shit. Yeah, and the orc's like, "Good day, goodbye, good day to you, sir." Yeah, so all right, so there you go. That's uh, that's the end of it. We get some credits where nothing happens. Yep. So there we go. Uh, let's go ahead and say favorites and least favorites. Best thing in this movie for you? 
Uh, let's see. The best thing in this movie for me is going to be Scooter. Really? Scooter? I, I like the character of Scooter. I like that he was a, a bit of a subversion of what I was expecting him to do, which is try and rape the elf the moment he saw her. Yeah. Uh, instead, it turned out to, he turned out to be a nice guy character that, that was moderately amusing. He was sort of the comedy element, the only comedy element in the film happening in the background of some shots. Uh, so I, I didn't hate him, much like I did with every single other character in the film. All right. So Scooter, the redneck who ends up dying to Dragon Fieri. Yep. Making it that Dragon Fieri shows up and like just breathes donkey sauce on him. Yeah, damn it! That was going to be my final joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I ruin your? Final <laughs> you joke? ruined my final joke. I'm sorry, man. We have the same jokes now. It's, it, I know it, we've been working I'm, together I'm, too long. I was going to ask you what your final rating of dragons, diners, and dives Dragon Fieri was. <laughs> it's not spelled the same, but you know what? I just want to see a dragon that breathes donkey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Is this an episode of Donkey Sauce Talk? Welcome back to Donkey Sauce Talk, the podcast where we get together, neither of us having ever tasted Guy Fieri's donkey sauce, and try to figure out whatever the fuck it might be. You know, I'm thinking it might be spicy. I'm guessing it's some kind of spiced mayo. I'm assuming that even though it's got a cool name, like it's some sort of interesting thing he made up, it's probably just some fucking chipotle aioli, and he's done with it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably just mayonnaise that he's like, oh man, you know what I did is I put some cayenne pepper in this mayonnaise. Woo, now we're cooking. Maybe there's some ranch dressing in there, too, to give it a little more viscosity. Maybe so so that he can also serve wings coated in it. Oh, you know what's probably in there is some eggs, and then he gives it to Smash Mouth. Oh, God, eat the eggs, Smash Mouth. Who Smash was- Mouth, eat the eggs. <laughs> uh, I, the problem with the Guy Fieri donkey sauce is that there is no way that that's an okay way to, thing to say. Like, oh. would you like some of Guy Fieri's donkey sauce? Yeah, there's no way that anyone who goes into Guy Fieri's restaurant is like, hey, uh, I was just wondering... <laughs> Does this come with donkey sauce and isn't just giggling to themselves like a 12-year-old? Yeah. You know what else comes with donkey sauce is Guy Fieri is what I understand. (laughs) I hear every time that guy comes, it's all donkey sauce. All the time. Human cheese fry. Oh, well. Anyway, I think that's the stat. Have we figured it out? Have we determined what it is that makes up donkey sauce? Maybe. You'll Uh have to join us next time. The mystery continues on Donkey Sauce Talk. Good night. John, what is your favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing in this movie was, I already mentioned it, the uh, the lead, like, evil orc and his getting a gun. It's my favorite thing in this, just because he was, like, so excited. He was like, I have a gun, yay! Yeah, and he was the closest thing to anyone who we'd ever heard of in this movie, because that actor was the voice of Thanos in the cartoon Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, he's the only one who actually seemed to have any work beyond this movie i'm telling you it's because the rest of them all have names like like curdy boy and and billy steam jack that's all I, uh, I, jake I, I have a new character his name is billy steam jack that's I gonna be, be my blimp leggers character it's gonna be my children's book <laughs> i want to be a steam jack it's gonna be the, the only it's gonna be i want to be a steam shovel but set in Immerin. good <laughs> iron kingdom's jokes uh, so, uh, so yeah, him, specifically him getting the gun, but even then, he was probably the best thing, because I think he had more of a relationship with the hero than the elf did. Oh, a lot more. Because he actually had more lines than most anyone else in this movie. Uh, he had a full-on conversation with the hero at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He survives the movie. He's practically the protagonist of this movie. Is Pretty the much. Who- if you look at it from his point of view, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the protagonist of this movie. So there you go, the, the uh, orc. We should just give him a generic orc name. I'm going to call him uh, Stang. Stang. Yeah, you know, he's he's named after Sting's discount cousin. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Writer of such songs as Fields of Glod. <laughs> <laughs> and Dessert Rose. Oh, Dessert Rose. <laughs> it's Turkish delight. Okay, so that was our favorite thing. Least favorite thing in the movie, go. Oh, fuck. Uh, White Feather. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, White Feather is terrible. I mean, he, he's a Native American mystic white guy helping, uh, just stereotype with a carrying around a different stereotype. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, he's two stereotypes, two, two, two stereotypes in one. Ah, uh, it's a gum commercial. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get out of this guy. Is a katana wielding spirit guide. He's just he's just awful. 
The one thing is there's a line where he, he he's wearing a, a white bandage over his eyes the whole the whole movie, and you don't know why, but there's one scene where the bandage gets taken off, and it's revealed that it's because he has gross eye sockets. And he just goes, I know, I'm super good looking. And I was like, oh, that's cute. You have a nice line. Aww. That's that's good for you. But then, otherwise, he's just a drain on this movie that does not... It, it, it's just sad what they do to him. It's so weird that yeah. they were like, oh, you know what this movie needs? Mystic Native American. Yeah, I feel like they were like, well, this movie's set in the American Southwest. We gotta put we gotta put a Native American in there. We'll, we'll hear we'll never hear the end of it. How do you do that anyway? I I don't know. Has anyone seen the cartoon Peter Pan movie? Let's just do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they all get together and ask what makes the red man red. Oh, that is the worst song in the history of Disney movies. <laughs> uh so there you go. That was your worst. My least favorite thing in this, I kinda wanna say it's it's the uh the mummy witch. Because Mummy Witch is pointless. Yeah. Like, it would have been just fine in this movie if the bad guy had been an orc. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to do a, a, a spell thing. But I'm like, oh, man, we see you kill people twice in this. And then nothing else. You are so pointless. I don't even know why these orcs follow you. Yeah. Yeah. It's She's she's ineffectual, not especially scary. She's lucky that she didn't die in the travel to where... I wonder if she was the only one who lived near the portal in the first place. <laughs> yeah, she was nearby. It was a destination portal, and uh, she was the one that lived near it. Yeah, the rest of them all die because travel is so dangerous, but she's like, I'm the badass. No, you're just local. You can see your house from the portal. <laughs> Damn locals. <laughs> she's the Sarah Palin of this movie. She can, she can see Earth from her house. Uh, excellent. Uh, topical jokes. Let me work in a Ross Perot one. <laughs> Can I finish? There no, we go. No, you it. cannot. Okay. Very good. Okay. So. If I finish, it's donkey sauce. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Quit finishing. <laughs> so there we go. What would you give this rating one to five so we can get our rating out of ten for the two of I us? believe it's zero to five, sir. Uh, well, I mean, technically, yes, but I mean, not that I'm not going to give it a one. No, I mean, this <laughs> clearly wasn't Franken Queen, so it's not a zero. No, we've given a couple movies the zero, the dread zero, and this was at least a movie with a plot, so it gets the one. All right, so there you go. It gets a one. It's boring. Uh, it's stupid. It's it's one of those movies that's so cheaply made that they should have just not made it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, if you can't scrape together a budget and some actors, just fucking stop. So I'll. I'll go ahead and give it a one as well, honestly. I was thinking of giving it a one and a half and being kind, but it does not deserve that. Honestly, the only reason it deserves the one is the orc makeup was fairly decent. Yeah, a couple of the orcs look okay. The gun orc looks fine. The other orc leader who has the, the horse jawbones for armor. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the other prediction I had about like just the shitty Halloween masks... Not true, but what they did instead was just give people full helmets. Yeah, so a they're lot of like, full oh, we, we can afford like five people in orc makeup, and everyone else has to have a full like face covering helmet. That's a good idea. Let's go through our predictions real quick. I predicted that uh, the let's see that the what were my predictions? One of them was that the guy would actually turn out to have magic. That is no. So that so that's that was a no. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember my other ones. So I'm, oh, yeah, my, my prediction that the elf would have magic, also not true. Yeah, and that the dragon would be seen in more than one shot. That was true. So yeah. there you go. All right. Uh, so a 2 out of 10, huh? Yep, 2 out of 10. This is real bad. This is... Good Lord, man. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so this, hey, it was for free on Amazon Prime. There you go. If you, if you got Amazon Prime... Watch Man in the High Castle. But if you've already done that... Probably watch, I don't know, Under the Dome or something. Yeah. Do anything else aside from watching Dragon Fiery. God, it was so bad. All right, well, there you go. There you are. So thank you so much for listening to our review. Uh, if you want to suggest a movie for us to watch, you can, of course, get a hold of us uh, on Twitter or Facebook. We're System Mastery there, System Mastery at Gmail. Or you can just go to the SystemMasteryPodcast.com. Go to our big list, and you can uh, leave a comment there, and hopefully we will see that, put it on the list. If we don't see it, if you don't see it, go onto the list. I don't know, just annoy us some, because yeah, we're, we're lazy. I really got to put a bunch more on that list. There's like it, we're, I, I've been trying to keep it at an even 100 while keeping a second list of movies that need to go in to replace the movies on the 100, but I think I, that's too much work, so I think I'm just going to let it go above, and I don't care. It's not hard to find die rollers. So there you go, and uh, if you want to listen to any of the other podcasts, they are also on SystemMasteryPodcast.com, so find us there, and if you like us, you like hearing what we do, you want to support us, 
We are on Patreon.com slash System Mastery. You can support us there. We are super close to our current goal, which is getting 400 an episode, which lets us remove ads from the site, so you don't have to deal with that when you're on the website, and it lets us get some expanded space, because right now we are real close to running out of our storage space for the website. This episode's going to put us at 87%. Yeah, so uh, if we get to that goal, that would be... That'd be super. That'd be great. Well, I mean, ultimately, we do have a solution in place, which is to delete old content, and we don't want to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, that's it's it's a big goal. It, you're not really supporting this this episode, though. You're supporting System Mastery, our game review podcast. Get over there, listen to that. You get the bonus content just for supporting us on Patreon. Yep. So go ahead and do that. And if you've got any comments or questions, you can go ahead and find us at any of those places as well. Let us know if you got a question for us. We also do the Afterthought podcast. Send us some questions. Questions about anything. Questions about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Ask us all your questions about Spider-Man. We clearly know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give me all your thoughts on God, because I'd really like to meet her. Oh, man. Remember the edgy 90s when all the songs about God made her made him into a woman, or made God into a woman as if it was some huge, deep philosophical point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, you know, what if God was one of us <laughs> oh you mean like just a stranger on a bus yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so thank you so much we will be back in a couple of weeks with some more movie mastery until then you have a wonderful time and watch a whole bunch of shitty movies <laughs>